Fred Loney's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 883, July 14th, 2022. We reached a high of 108 degrees on this day back in 1936, and it was 50 degrees in 1930. We're at the height of the swimming season. There is still time to call Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company, to get the products that will keep your swimming beach free of weeds and algae. Aquaside has been doing this for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. These products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR. That means they're safe for you, the family, and your fish. There's no need to let weeds or junk or crud overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king fireworks commissioner and keeper of common sense your mayor joe Souchere. okay we're back in the saddle we took the fourth of july week off and then uh i had some bad timing i needed tuesday and wednesday right for an event <clears throat> and now we're back in the saddle here we are and kenny's here in person because you needed to talk to uh mike schoonover Who's my new best friend? I uh, I fear that I'm turning into you. Really? Um, that could be worse. This morning I referred to a gal I've known for a long time, Holly Roberts, as Heidi. Oh. And a guy that I met for the first time, Eric Perkins, as Steve. Hmm. Oh. And the only guy I know that would do that <laughs> would be Joe Sushi. Just say, right. how you doing, hey, pal? Hey, how you doing, Tiger? Yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. You yeah. just had yourself an event, didn't you? A little bit ago? No. Okay. What what event no, was that? No, it's, it, just let it go. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to start with me? Huh? I like that you yeah, guys yeah. are sitting so close together, too. That's a, that's I a really like nice touch. I feel like Freddie and Lauren on the you, Home and yes. Garden Show. You'll recall we don't, played the... Don't, uh, don't, don't, no, yet. we don't have start. important, important matters get to get ready. out of the way. We're going to do this on the air because I know you won't swear. We did this off the air. You'd swear. Are we doing video or are we doing photo? Do video. All right. I am rolling. Picklegate. You were quite upset that I didn't bring you any pickles last time I was here. Yeah. So that was probably just show business. I really don't care about pickles. You're so, you're just, you know what you are? You've already killed the, why can't you just play along? Okay. Oh man, I wish I had some pickles. You did. (laughs) the CP, I brought down. A jar of pickles All right. made uh, eight nine twenty one. They've eight, just nine, reached tw- their well, prime. Well, that's last year. That's they've just reached their prime. Are they sweet? Uh, they're dill pickles. They're uh-huh. not, it's not sweet. They're not that's sweet. They're for the delicious. CP and the grandkids. All right, and your kids. Look at those. Things. They're addicting. For you, Such. Yeah. I bought some uh, Gedney baby dills. <laughs> there you go. 
Because you pickle. They're Joey, probably those, from no. the gas station. Are too. Sweet? Those are from the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, baby dolls are probably no. Those are not sweet. They're not sweet. No. no. But this is very nice, and I really appreciate. it. Thank you, Joe. That's You're fantastic. welcome. You're welcome, Joe. I guarantee you, those pickles will, will not leave this office. No, they'll be sitting on the desk the second <laughs> yeah. the show's right, over. Right next to the other offerings from. Family. No, okay. I'm, I can eat a pickle. I'll take a pickle. All right. You know you that know, a pickle uh, when you're out to dinner and you're provided a pickle, it should be the last thing you eat. Do you know why? That prevents food poisoning. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. Really? I don't know that I've read that. I believe it. It's an old wife's tale that I happen to believe. Okay. Yeah. I'm I will pickles stand at the refrigerator and finish a whole jar of well, those homemade pickles. Kenny, those are fantastic. Aren't they amazing? Thank you for including me. You can take them home, by the way. He yeah, doesn't he won't, care. Yeah, he, he won't he take doesn't. them Did home. you see the supermoon last night? Yes. Forgot to look. Magnificent. I knew it was coming and I forgot to look. Just magnificent. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. It was uh, closer to Earth than usual and full, and that's why it's called a super moon. And uh, that was called the buck moon, a reference to the time of year when new antlers are growing on male deer or bucks. Okay. And our Native American brothers and sisters dubbed that the buck moon. And uh, I don't think we get it tonight, do we? We don't get another one until... Uh, Tonight, Whoa. I believe, is the buck naked moon. <laughs> right. Tonight, or in August, we get the sturgeon moon. That's August 11th. So it's not over. There's still time to see I that beautiful I just saw two uh, bucks, uh, velvet bucks, in my driveway yesterday morning. Oh, nice. Um, according to hellomotherhood.com. Is your mic on? Why can't I hear hey, you? Okay, thank you. Be- because when he speaks, really? it's something, it's like you're not getting it. He, I can hear him. Oh, But okay. it's, a, it's a different sound somewhere. Hmm. Something's missing on that uh, module. Right. I will uh, I will investigate. Joe, according to hellomotherhood.com, while it might be a cost-effective home remedy, there's little evidence that pickle juice can fight bacteria in the stomach as the main ingredients in pickle juice don't have the ability to kill bacteria any more effectively than natural stomach acids. He you did. guys recall the... Uh, audio we played Monday of the little kids in their pampers Oof. who were uh, mm. uh, giving the police a hard time. These were only three and four-year-olds. Right. Yeah. And they, they knew all the words, and they were their behavior was atrocious, but they didn't know what they were doing. They're innocent little kids. And do you know that's made world news now? Yeah. I've seen it on every, I mean, Daily Mail, Drudge Report, New York. Everywhere you look, that, that video has made the news. What is the general reaction well, astonishment, world. astonishment. Uh, I would imagine there are people that look down their noses at the United States to to discover such a thing, uh, but uh, I don't think many of us are that astonished. No. Given what we've been experiencing, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, that kind of behavior is not unusual. You also, I know, are not a big social media guy. No, not at all. But the social media reaction to this video... Mm-hmm. Is ex- I mean, it's basically the, saying the same thing. These kids have no shot. I wonder if anyone has bothered to seek out their parents, their that moms. Would, that would be journalism be, 101, right? Just well, it would be interesting. be interesting to see what mom thinks of that. Uh, I got a note from our deputy, the Gumption County deputy, who says, I wanted to comment on the tape you played of the small children's behavior toward the police. Sadly, that scenario happens way too often. Really? Yeah. The message parents pass on to their children is disturbing. The use of such derogatory and expletive 
expletives by such young children is not only shocking but sad. Three-year-old kids should not have those words and that kind of behavior wired into them at such a young age. How do you get those kids to ever have any respect for anyone? How do they ever learn to respect themselves if such behavior is practiced at home and passed on? While on duty earlier this year, a woman was standing about 20 feet from me with a three-year-oldish child. She looked at me and looked back to her son and said, the police will only tase you. They will never help you because they want to shoot you. Don't ever talk to them. That quote is the uh, G version of what she actually said as her comments were laced with profanity. What will this uh, impression of the police be when he is 15, 20, or 30? Unfortunately, he will someday likely pass the same speech and philosophy to his own children. There is nothing more gut-wrenching than going through the inner-city neighborhoods at 10 or 11 o'clock at night during the school week and seeing kids 10 years old and younger just hanging out and walking around the neighborhood unsupervised. When I see these small children out and about in such a late hour on their own, I cannot help but wonder where are the parents, where is the discipline, where is the loving and caring environment for these kids, how will these kids ever have a chance to succeed in life, keep up the great work and keep pushing back the Gumption County deputy. They won't need to succeed in life. And I'm not being facetious. If the failed academy keeps on its current path, no one will need to succeed in life. What do you mean, Mr. Mayor? Everyone yeah. will be equal. The handicapper general? This is right out of Los Angeles from Yahoo News. And you wonder why the academy has failed. The Los Angeles United School, uh, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Unified School District is training teachers and staff that <clears throat> merit and individualism are concepts rooted in whiteness that must be challenged in schools. Wow. The uh, Los Angeles Unified School District required all employees to undergo implicit unconscious bias training guided by Tyrone Howard, a critical race theory advocate and professor at the University of California, Los Angeles, prior to the 2021-22 school year. The training materials, which were obtained by Fox News Digital through a California Public Records Act, request instructed educators to work towards being anti-racist by challenging whiteness at school, which uh, uh, and merit or er, uh, meritocracy that assumes each person operates uh, and achieves based on his or own personal capacity. The training handout reads, it incorporates the notion that the work put forth, the effort invested, explains why some groups and individuals do well and others do not. It does not consider historical factors or account for opportunities, advantages, and privileges to which some groups have access both historically and in the present. The idea of meritocracy, Howard said in the video, I think we have to challenge that because we have to recognize that some groups have had much more opportunities, some groups have had far more advantages, and some groups have certain types of privileges that other groups have had. Meanwhile, individualism, according to the training handout, proposes that each person is responsible for his or her outcomes. It is very much tied to merit, wherein group responsibility and accountability are not goals. Personal success and achievement are the goals. This believes, uh, this belief operates from a survival of the fittest approach that stresses singular pursuit and accomplishment, and they are opposed. What are they? What are they? What do they want? 
they want an, a complete acceptance of whatever behavior they happen to witness. How is that going to further their lives? It's not, but the left continues to denigrate people of color. It continues to diminish them and destroy them. Uh, so they're, you have they're to, mean people. The, you, you the have, left doesn't like people. You have to assume then that they, without saying it, want to keep the poor poor. Yes. They yes. want to keep them in the ghetto or wherever they're at, just as long as they're dependent on the state. Because it keeps the left in power. But you see, they don't say that. Right. They, they, do they go know in that? through the back door saying... But do they know that? Are they getting, they have, they are they getting to together yes. behind closed doors and going, eh, we really got Yes, I'm, I'm at that point. Yes. Yeah. I'm at that point. They've got to be. They're a completely destructive force. They hate the people they say they love. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama, Colin Powell, they weren't dumbed down to... They excelled at what they did, Highly which is successful why, people. Yes. Yeah, but what did Barack do? He was a community activist. He went to the other side, and he's he favors this. But he was the president of right. the United States, right. and, and he didn't get there on this kind of BS. No, but he uh, he has gone to that side of this BS. Well, he has be- his two mansions and his waterfront property. He's set. He's fine. Right, so he can say whatever so he wants. So he's going to continue to uh, focus on critical race theory and the idea that success is is an affectation of it. We've talked about it. It's happened here. It's happened. How here. can he not see that they're auguring in the whole a whole class of people? They're just keep, you know, it's the man keeping them down. Well, he doesn't think this is a ruinous outlook on life, and it absolutely is a ruinous outlook on life. Uh, well, to continue with the with the uh, the failed academy, and the failed academy is at the heart of much of this destruction of American culture, I'll say. Well, if not the principal source yeah, of abs- the destruction. Absolutely, it's just dreadful. It's dreadful. They're on a destructive course, and they don't know how to change, and they will not change. To the point where you know, if a kid gets a D on a math test, it's because an A was only an affectation of whiteness. You're hurting the black kids. Mm. You're just hurting. Them. So they're 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 not having that conversation that if you apply yourself, if you try hard, if you study, you've got the world at your fingertips. You can be anything you want. You can be president. You can you can be a leader of the military. You can run corporations. You can make millions. You can help millions. They don't tell them any of that. They tell them you're a dumbass. You're always going to be a dumbass. Minimum. Give me the minimum. Yeah. They don't say those words. What they say is... Cash your check every uh, other Friday. If you have a job. Get down to the lick. And... I don't... They don't say those words, though. They say... They say, uh, well, you've done your best. But the best is nowhere near the best. No. That's why Reaver's movie, Top Gun Maverick, is so odd. It, it, it appears to be made by people who have been locked up in a room for 30 years and don't know what's happened to the United States. Did because, you guys see it finally surpassed $1 billion? Well, I know and you're a quarter of that. I'm at you least a quarter, yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> by the way, speaking of black achievement, have you seen any of the documentaries on the, uh, is it called the James Webb Space Telescope? Oh, my The one goodness. that's way out there now? Wow. Uh, I've seen some documentaries about how it was built and put together and, and launched and, and works. And uh, there's as many black people involved as there was white people. What do they think of this nonsense? 
They think it's nonsense. Uh, wasn't the great uh, Nassau mathematician that yeah. put man on the moon a black woman? It Neil Armstrong. Was it Neil or somebody uh, back then? He wouldn't then, get so. in a ship unless she signed off. Right. Right. <laughs> so what do they say about successful black people in history? They don't. They don't. They're, they don't disab- even... they're disabusing young people of history. History is also under attack. To erase that. Wow. History is under attack. Yeah, and we've discussed that at length with the, you know, we now hate Abe Lincoln. We hate Thomas Jefferson. We hate George Washington. <laughs> and what have they brought us? They've brought us 9.2% inflation. Congratulations. You're paying $500 more a month today for the same stuff you were paying last year. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. But the president's doing everything he can. You know, we've, yeah. we've heard that. Not doing a damn thing. He's over now in Saudi Arabia begging them to produce some oil. Why don't we just get the the barrels we sold to China back? Mm-hmm. Can we do that? No. What's let me let me let me finish. Let me finish with the failed academy. The National Association, uh, the National Education Association, proposed a resolution that would change the word "mother" in all contracts to "birthing parent" for the purpose mm-hmm. of being inclusive for the LBGTQIAZP one two three four seven Z twenty eight community. Well, Joe, we now live in a in a society where men can give birth. No, they can't. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not what I was told. Did you guys see the interaction between what's his name, Holly? Is it Howley? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes. And that professor? I yes. did not. No. Oh, I should pull. I'll pull it up for you. It's on that very subject. And he wouldn't let. He wouldn't. He was merely just asking her questions, and yeah. she started calling him transphobic. And right. Said, what? Right. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> These people are are destructive. They're just destructive. They're mentally ill. They're they're not well. The uh, education uh, union's resolution uh, called new business items. To represent the teachers' union options and beliefs, many resolutions were voted by the representative assembly, comprised of 6,000 educators in Chicago, as well as virtually the resolution on the language change was ultimately brought to a vote, and it passed, and now they can't use mother. They've got to say birthing parent because these people are insane. All right, here we go. Uh, an interesting exchange between a Berkeley law professor and Senator Josh Hawley. H-A-W-L-E-Y, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, (laughs) um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing them. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancy? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think (laughs) so. So you are denying that trans people exist? I What a a bunch of BS. She's in the failed academy. She's a professor. The failed academy is full of these fools. In a weird fantasy Don't send your world, kid to right? school. Save your money. Wow. Tuition rate at Berkeley. I want to look wow. that up really quick. What a bunch of BS. It re- you can't even tour <laughs> Jefferson's Monticello estate 
Monticello. Yeah. Monticello. You say Monticello, I say Monticello. <laughs> uh, for the academic year of 2021-2022, the undergraduate tuition and fees at Cal Berkeley is around $43,980 for out-of-state students. Wow. Just shy of forty-four wow. grand for the calendar year, yeah. gentlemen. Jeffrey Tucker, a founder of something called the Brownstone Institute, said his recent experience at the Virginia landmark Monticello was sad and deflated the American founder's reputation. Tucker toured Monticello on July 4th to pay homage to Jefferson, who advocated for emancipation and the separation of church and state. Instead, I got exactly the opposite. Tucker said they were just debunking his history, his reputation, putting him down, demoralizing everybody on the tour. Uh, Tucker recounted his previous visit to the estate as being full of grandeur, with a sense of majesty about the place. No longer, he said, it is depressing and demoralizing and truly upsetting. Tucker described the house as looking like a rummage sale with contemporary paintings hung inside. He said tour guides repeatedly diminished Jefferson's accomplishments, claiming his reputation is widely overblown. Wow. Dr. Carol Swain, a former professor at Princeton and Vanderbilt, suggested on Fox and Friends that the estate's woke shift is likely a result of the 16-9 project, which critics have described as history told through the lens of critical race theory. And it's terribly inaccurate. When is an adult going to step up? We had a great nation, but it's being destroyed now by people who hate America, Swain said. Nothing constructive and positive will come from this effort. She urged Virginians to bring balance and respect back to the monuments of the founding fathers. A Monticello spokesperson responded to the criticism saying, Our goal is to present an honest, inclusive history of Monticello in all its aspects, as well as Jefferson's contributions to the founding of the country. Let me reinterpret that. Our goal is to present an honest and inclusive history of Monticello in all its aspects. What that really means is our goal is to impose our own current sense of virtue right. on this ancient right. establishment. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tucker called Jefferson an American treasure and said Americans should be proud of his achievements. You would think Monticello would be something of a sacred place, he said. I just thought that maybe Monticello would be protected from the disease of wokeism, but I was sadly wrong. Bleep these people. Yeah, well, Leap these that's all fine and good, but something needs to be done, Joe. I, I, I mean, the, yeah, the progressives have got to be uh, disappeared. They've, they've got, got to, to be, be run out. Away. Absolutely, they've got to be. And, and away. I'm hoping it's going to start with the midterms. But like we've said many times, I mean, history is wonderful and awful and charming and revolting and clean and shiny and dirty and gross. It's history. History is history. I thought we could learn from it, though. Yes. Yes. Escape this noise. Escape it at Giants Ridge, home to the legend and the quarry, two of the greatest golf courses in the country, not to mention the state of Minnesota. You won't find two courses like the quarry and Giants Ridge alongside each other anywhere else. And now, uh, from now until July 29th, there's a 37-hole special play, the legend and the quarry, 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf for one incredible rate with lunch on them between rounds at the Wakuda Grill. View 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. And if you're thinking of this as a family vacation destination, maybe up on one tank, back on a tank, there's nearby water recreation, biking, hiking, the newest and largest Lift, serve, mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and much more, all in the uh, wilderness of some of the most beautiful nature in the entire state. Make your tea times online at GiantsRidge.com 
or by calling Giants Ridge at 218-865-8030. One of the great things about changing out your carpet, uh, your kitchen flooring, is it's fresh. And, you know, you can go to Redmond's Flooring and Design, and actually, in their design department, you can put together whatever you want. They got a five-step process. Select it, imagine it, measure it, price it, enjoy it. It's just that simple. They've got it down to a science at Redmond's, and they've been doing this for over half a century, 50 years. They're located in Anoka. But, of course, you can go online to redmonds.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. Poke around on their website. See some of the reviews, five-star reviews from people that have worked with them and are explaining to you how professional and how easy it is. They're not an overnight operation. They're not saying we're going to install it tomorrow morning. That's not what they're about. Slow and steady wins the race. Take your time. Look at the website. They've got carpet, hardwood, tile, vinyl, all sorts of great stuff. Mike, the owner, is a huge garage logician, and if you tell him you're a GLer, you get a free estimate. How about that? Redmonds.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. They work with Mohawk, featuring Mohawk, the biggest name in flooring. Well, the biggest name for flooring in the Twin Cities is Redmonds Flooring and Design, 763-316-3332. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. <clears throat> this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. He knows what a rubber bumper MG is. <laughs> Joe Souchere. Uh, I don't know if you read the newspaper, how deep you go in the sections, but folks, get the right size ATVs uh, for the kiddos. The tiny ones shouldn't be on the full-size 700s. Uh, Just a really awful, awful story. They make ATVs for the kiddos, and that's where uh, our peeps at moonmotorsports.com come in. Uh, Grandpa, GL, or Mike, he emailed the show last week, a couple weeks ago, saying that Audrey at Moon Motorsports was fantastic to work with when he popped in to buy a four-wheeler for his grandkids. That's what we want and need, Michael, and thanks for shopping at Moon where the doors. Uh, Monticello doors open 50 years strong now, and in the last 50 years they've amassed a huge amount, uh, 10 actually, 10 brands of motorsports toys to amuse all of us of all ages. We're talking Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Husqvarna, Skidoo, Get on the website. You can see them all, moonmotorsports.com. And if you 
if you want to give the kid a permagrin, you want to make him happy, indebted to you for life, get that kid a four-wheeler or a mini bike, and they will love you. They'll freak out. Look for Moon Motorsports on the south side of 94. It's just west of Highway 25 in Monticello. And, of course, like I said, on the web, moonmotorsports.com. That's a... Be sure to get the kids a yep. kids only yep. Yep. ATV. Yep. yep. More about that with Eco coming up. But there's a terrible, terrible story in the paper today. A four-year-old boy operating a full-size ATV crashed and died on a public road in central Minnesota. <sighs> Authority said Wednesday. Happened about 4.45 p.m. Tuesday south of Buckman uh, near... Uh, East 83rd Street near Highway 25, the Morrison County Sheriff's Office said. The kid was from Piers. He was operating a Yamaha Grizzly 700. Those are difficult for adults to operate. That's a big unit. Yeah, that's yeah. a shame. Yep. That's a shame. And they had a six-year-old on them with on him. On the back, yep. You want to continue with the failed academy for just oh, another moment? Let's just keep plowing that. forward. Huh? Well, I was reading about the Minneapolis superintendent. Uh, she's shaking up her cabinet of 12 people. <laughs> 12 people. 12 people. The dirty dozen, we call them. Minneapolis Public Schools super, well, she's an interim super. Oh. Rochelle Cox announced her 12 cabinet members and their positions. 12? In an email, that's almost as many as well, uh, Melvin that's, Carter. That's one for every grade. Right. <laughs> Uh, Eric Moore, previously the Senior Officer of Equity Research and Accountability, will move into the role of Senior Advisor to the Super, focused on the Comprehensive District Design. I don't want to read this. The hell with you it's people. All it's all BS. Goofy. It's all nonsense. Senior Advisor. What yeah. the hell? That means there's more than one. Right. right. Ryan Strack, the district's Administrator of Board and Government Relations, will move into a new role of Assistant to the Super and Board. He will work on the Chief and he will work as the chief advisor to the super, handling day-to-day operations of the district and the super's office. And then you got Sean Harris-Berry, who was serving as an associate super. She'll move into a new role as senior officer, overseeing the district's associate supers. Huh? <laughs> huh? Wow. In the athletics office, in the contract alternative schools department. Well, if it's a contract, we're sure to call them birthing people, not, mm. uh, not women. Uh, then you got Ibrahima... Diop, he'll move into the role, I'm not sure it's a he, will move into the role of leading both the district finance and operational departments. It's a he. He was formerly the senior financial advisor. You got Derek Francis. He'll move as his role as manager of counseling to become the executive director of equity and school climate. Sure. Got to have the climate. Well, I'm sure these are all volunteer positions, right, Joe? I mean, they're they're not getting paid. Do do we mean climate, outdoor climate, or the AC is set too low? I I think it's the temperature. (laughs) One of my main goals during my tenure as interim super is to ensure that the people and programs are in place to bring our strategic plan to life, Cox wrote in a statement, to which she might have added, and to make sure I'm covered, I've got 12 people to cover my ass because I don't have to make one single decision. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I carefully looked over the former administration structure and made changes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're going to go to a leadership retreat this month. Oh, uh, that'll party. solve it all. Former super Ed Graff had 15 cabinet members. Well, this the is super, a, the interim super's cutting her by three. Huge okay, that's a start. That's a start. What a bunch of BS you people have gotten yourself involved in in the failed academy. You are failures. Minions 1 through 12. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> 
It's just amazing. Okay. St. Paul's rent control ordinance has finally caught the eye of the Wall Street Journal. What are they saying? What the hell happened to you people in St. Paul? St. Paul's rent control backfires. It's amazing. Affordable, affordable housing, can, this is an editorial. Affordable housing can be built, but it can't be mandated into existence. That's the lesson from St. Paul, where a new rent control ordinance has discouraged the construction of much-needed affordable apartments. Hmm. Last November, 53% of St. Paul residents voted for ballot measure to cap rent increases at 3% a year. The ordinance took effect in May, and it makes no exceptions for new construction, which essentially has stopped. Yeah. The strict new rent control is hitting while the building costs have soared. Between the first quarter of 2021 and the first quarter of 2022, construction costs rose 18.2% in nearby Minneapolis, according to the Mortensen Cost Index, which tracks market conditions, including labor, material, and equipment. If your costs are doing, if your costs of doing business are going through the roof, but your cap is 3% forever, that's an equation for losing business, said Donna Hanbury, an attorney who has represented residential property owners and manager, managers in St. Paul for 45 years. St. Paul's rent control creates an incentive for developers to build luxury apartments to recover their construction costs. But builders are also opting to leave St. Paul, citing rent control. Investors recently paused development on the 3,800-unit Highland Bridge project. Its owners would have to set aside 20% of units for affordable housing, with 10% going to those earning 30% or less of area median income. And it goes on to say this was a complete mistake. Do you know why it was a complete mistake? Why was it a complete mistake? Because it wasn't written by the city council. Not that that might have improved it. <laughs> They're just as incompetent. Uh, the mayor turned this over to housing activists. Yeah. They don't uh, know anything about that'll get it done. commerce. They yeah. don't know anything about capitalism. They don't know anything about affordability. They don't know anything about construction costs. They don't know anything about inflation. They just saw a chance to get cheap rent. And it's completely backfiring on them. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I, uh, I, Multifamily building permits in St. Paul have decreased 82% between November 21 and January 22, compared to the same period a year ago. That's the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. The same data shows a 68% increase in Minneapolis multifamily permitting since the passage of St. Paul's rent control. Because they passed a version of rent control in Minneapolis, but they did not cap it at 3%. So you can you can still make some money. Sure. But these housing activists have no idea about money. And I have their negotiation. Mr. McMillan, would you like 30 seconds more? Allow me to introduce myself. Yes. I represent the rent that's too damn high party. <laughs> Love that. And now you have this development. St. Paul City Council heard a lot of strong opinions Wednesday evening. That would be last evening. After a task force presented its findings on the city's rent stabilization policies. You know what the task force was? 46 people. 46 people? That, that you can't achieve anything with 46 people in the kitchen. Did they all get their <laughs> own the, badge not the, since they're part of the task force? Mm -hmm. In November, voters decided rent increases should be capped at 
within a year, but now there's concern that landlords may take advantage of some potential loopholes. A group of stakeholders created by St. Paul's mayor was tasked with examining that policy and the city's rent stabilization practice. The members discussed what other cities have done to help control rent costs and prepared a list of recommendations. They presented their findings to the city council last night. And they say, they say renters and housing advocates, again, people right. who don't know anything about business, right. they want to preserve the 3% cap. They're going to continue this folly. Even though it's clear. Even though it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> I come to you today saying that we need to represent though what the voters voted for in November, said B. Rosas with the Minnesota Youth Collective. What? B. Rosas, you don't know what, what you're B. talking Rosas. about. Yeah, the task force made up of 40, I'm sorry, it was 41 people, not 46. The task force made up of 41 renters, developers, housing advocates, and more met 15 times this year. I do, I to this day do not understand why we worked this hard to pass this ordinance. We got almost 10,000 signatures on the ballot and we won. Why were we asked to do this, said Catherine Banbury, a task force member and longtime renter. She doesn't understand what's taking what you, place. No. What do you picture when you think of her? I don't want to even comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then the same thing I'm picturing then. <laughs> the stakeholders, which is a, I think that should be foghorned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. just driving me crazy. The stakeholders recommended the 3% cap should be maintained, but exemptions should be made, including the four landlords who make a case they need to. They need a reasonable rate of return. They all need a reasonable yeah. rate of return. Yeah. Otherwise, why are they in the business? Yeah, well, that's what keeps a roof over their renters' heads. Right. Another exemption they recommended is banking in some form, which means making up the difference between what a landlord charges and what they could have charged. For example, if a landlord charges 2%, then they would have another 1% saved up to charge in the future incentivizing them not to increase the rent by the full 3% initially. I'm not sure I follow that. Uh, the clearest path forward to bring back housing projects and preserve rental housing in St. Paul is to repeal this ordinance. Absolutely. Said Cecil Smith, president and CEO of the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association. We continue to strongly oppose the rental and control ballot initiative, maintaining our deep concern about unintended consequences for such a proposal, said B. Kyle. Why are we only using initials, I wonder? Said B. Kyle, president and CEO of the St. Paul Area Chamber of Commerce. That's what you do when you're on a task force. You're just referenced by the first letter of your first oh. name. The, yeah, task force, practice. the yep. task force also recommended a 15-year exemption on any new construction so as not to slow down new development. Partial vacancy decontrol and just cause eviction protections. Uh, you're all crazy. Get rid of the ordinance. Repeal it. The city council doesn't have enough competent people on it to grab this bull by the horns and do just that. But that's what needs to be done. You people are completely backwards. You didn't know what you were doing. And you turned it over to people who didn't know what they were doing. And it's an utter, miserable failure. You're ruled by morons from the top to the bottom. Well, you are the closer you get to the country's <laughs> tallest buildings everywhere in this country. 41 Progressives people. are ruining America. Yeah. 41 people, huh? Yeah. Wow. What do you think the bill is for that, Joe? 
Oh, I bid quite a bit. You I'm seeing Such, I'm seeing those really old school socks on the women, or whatever they're called, the nylons that get really droopy around oh, the yes, ankle. Yes, and the uh, good grandma socks, the, the, the armpit, the and the, the shopping at the co- ones? yeah, the, the yeah. shopping at the co-op where you bring your own bag and uh, and and the sandals with the socks, <laughs> right, on. right, with the socks on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in line. Quick aside, I was in line. Behind a woman that Kenny is describing, yes, and her reusable bags smelled so oh, bad. Gross. Oh no! I had to back away. Oh no, that's not. I don't want to hear this. That smell like her uh, cats. That's true. It, it had to have been. One of them might have died inside of one of the bags. It was so bad. Yeah, reuse- I'm thinking the poor kid bagging groceries now has to deal with this thing. The bacteria in those reusable bags is an issue. The Wall Street Journal concludes, the best way cities can make housing affordable is to have policies that increase the housing supply. Rent control restricts supply and is economic madness, as St. Paul is proving. Isn't that something? And you've got a mayor that won't answer to anybody for anything. Well, I see he dashed out to Washington to stand next to Biden for a photo op. Took a selfie, Joe. And then he came back to town to get into a group photo that's supporting a local chef who had some boating injuries. That's Justin Sutherland. Yeah. That's the new M.O. for politicians. They will not show up unless it's a photo op. Godspeed to the chef. I don't know anything about him. He suffered some terrible boating injuries. But I don't know what very the mayor, talented chef. I don't know what the mayor has to do with that. No, I, I, they're doing Was a, that fundraiser. a fundraiser. Yeah, I, I don't think he has insurance. Oh, health insurance. Uh, so they're raising. Did he money fall for into him. the prop. It was, I, I, he's, what I heard is his hat fell off, and he kind of dove for it, and yeah. he got let the, banged let up. Let the hat go. He got banged up. Yeah. Let the hat go. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been a nice hat. Yeah, I wonder. Well. That's a shame, and I hope it's he's well. Bad. But I again, his restaurant the is side two, chick. The only two points of, uh, that we've heard from the mayor this week is a photo op with Biden in Washington. He had to fly out for that, and then a uh, photo op with a, for a fundraiser for the chef who needs some help. You know why he doesn't want to talk to anybody? Uh, and you alluded to this, or actually talked about it. I don't know last week, couple weeks ago, whenever the hell it was. He's vying for a gig in Washington. He has no interest in being mayor. He doesn't want to say anything publicly that'll screw that up. So he's just keeping his head down, shutting up, showing up for photo ops. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. Why would they hire a guy who allowed the housing market to get so screwed up? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. What kind of dumb question is why, that? Why would you even take a look at this moron? This is all about the progressives. Jeez. Of course, he's probably the top candidate for whatever made-up position they're going to give him. Yeah, because somebody will have a cabinet of 12 oh, people yeah. and he can get an assistant yeah. Absolutely. role. Absolutely. Third shift. It's how you Absolutely. get your foot in the door. It's right. like an internship. He'll, right? he'll be another non-elected official. Uh, setting policy and controlling our lives. What about the advisory board? How many people With do you want? With nothing to oh, show 40. for his tenure as oh. mayor. What nothing. does it? What does being on an advisory board pay? <laughs> oh, I bet they oh, all. They met fifteen times, by the way, that rent task force. Yep. I bet they got a. I bet they got a taste every You're time a they stipend. met. Little stipend. Little yeah. stipend. It all adds up. Yeah. <laughs> stipend. We shouldn't be laughing about this, but it's well, it's so absurd. Yeah, it, it is, is laughable. It is. Say the family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock. They're arriving daily at Schmelz Countryside of Maplewood on the southeast corner there of Highway 36 and 61. 
These SUVs are fantastic. They include the new Volkswagen Taos that has all-wheel drive and the IQ Drive Advanced Safety System, all the way up to the family-size seven-passenger Atlas. Followed one today. It's a handsome, handsome vehicle. 5,000-pound towing capability. And the gas prices continue to have us frustrated. So you should test drive and order the all-electric Volkswagen ID4 SUV, named the 2021 World Car of the Year. More technology than I was capable of mastering in an entire weekend of driving one last spring. Schmelz Countryside is a multi-generational dealership. This is their store. They're located 10 minutes east of Minneapolis and about five minutes north of St. Paul. And uh, it's where I shop, I have, and I will continue to. And you can find out more about that great family of Volkswagens at SchmelzVW.com. When you're looking out those windows and they're a little foggy or maybe there's some, uh, I don't know, residue that you want to get rid of, I know the people that you should call Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. Local company, veteran-owned. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and award-winning customer service. Now, remember, 60-year-old Dave just said the other day when he did my ad for me, he does not like to go up on the ladder. That is a perfect, perfect example of why you call Kahuna. They'll come out, and yes, they will do the windows, but they can also wash the house. They can clean out the gutters. They can wash the roof. That little uh, lichen that gets on there, that algae, they can get rid of that. Leave it to the professionals. Don't climb up on the ladder. They specialize in safety. Ladders are equipped with extra accessories that your typical ladders don't have, such as standoffs, soft rubber grip pads, leg levelers. The team receives extensive training when they start and weekly safety retraining as a team. They got it all set. The bottom line, it's safer and easier to have them do your cleaning when a ladder is needed. 612-888-5248 or go to kahunawindowcleaning.com to book a cleaning. Hey, Mention you're a GLer, they'll waive the trip charge. Once again, 612-888-5248. Get cleaned up with Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. Patrick Gracie for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. I didn't even know this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with a population over 2,500, and the Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all those Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto and insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 16 insurance companies for a reason. That's to match your specific situation for your area with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your specific situation may change. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind that knowing that Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com today. Yep. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. <clears throat> Here's today's ray of hope. Oh my God. Oh, oh, my God. God. There we go. Thank That's you. what we're looking for. <laughs> Thank you. And it comes from <laughs> Gary in Mendota Heights. Kenny, 
Uh, the kid told me he bought his own can of Seafoam for his car, signed Gary Mendota Heights. That's it. That's the email. <laughs> and it really, it couldn't be more perfect. Uh, the, nephew, uh, the, the nephews, the wrenching twins, they had to run to the auto parts store for an oil pressure sending unit. Came back with a uh, what, what I'm calling a six-pack of regular Seafoam, which, by the way, think about it now. Count along with me, fellas. Use uh, both both hands. I think a six-pack variety box of Seafoam would be perfect. So mm-hmm. you got the... Regular motor treatment, yep. can of high mileage, can of truck SUV treatment, can of Marine Pro, and a can of Tranny Tune. That's that's a five pack. He's got all five fingers accounted for. <laughs> well, four and a half. That's a five pack. Uh, anyway, I think it's a brilliant idea. A perfect gift for the friend or loved one. Happy birthday, CP. Here's a pack of Seafoam. Yeah. You're welcome. A truly a wonderful product, a wonderful gift, a, a just a GL savior in a world of bad gas seafoam. Can we get back to this uh, telescope, the Webb telescope? Yes. <coughs> well, they're so far out there. How far? How out far out there are they? That you're seeing pictures from how long ago? Um, thirteen billion years. I ain't getting on no bleeping time machine. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? That was uh, Scotty Barnes. What was his name? Barnes. Well, if, yeah, Marvin Barnes. Marvin Barnes. If you thank kept you. going, does it ever end? Oh, boy. I think See, it, that's what I can't, I can't grasp that. No, what would the end be? See, right. there isn't a oh, yeah. brick wall. Yeah. Oh, right. Wall. right. Done. The end. Right. The end. It's like when we thought the world was flat. <laughs> well, see, I, I think of that and I get the elevator stomach. But you, I can't process That's it. That's like God always was, is, and will be. Right until he got really bored and started making stuff. See yep. now that actually this thirteen billion years in this telescope and what we're seeing makes me think. Really, he did. He, he Rook, you'll he love this. You've seen the photo. It makes right? me doubt my yeah. upbringing in the church. Some guy took that yeah. photo and then on a side by side, it was a picture of his. A granite countertop that had the exact same design. Oh, and said, sweet. You ain't bleeping fooling me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so far out there, How they're far? discovering what they're calling nurseries. Star nurseries, where stars are, are growing. growing. Yeah. Elves yeah. are making stars? Yeah. yeah. What, what I... What I don't, you know what? We shouldn't even talk about it because we're no. too stupid. But what I don't understand is, why is it that we're seeing 13 billion years ago it takes because it, light takes that long that, to travel yeah so it happened so what's happening now we if i won't, put my arm out like this it helps me <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> okay Roy, like this, just yeah. Like this. yeah yeah kind of like yeah. you're a nazi hey, here yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, if it's happening right now they won't see it for another 13 bill see when you look up at the stars in the sky i see them Right. Right. Boom. But you're you're (laughs) not looking at today's stars. But they happen a long time. The light you're seeing happened a long time ago. Ah, But I'm still here at this time looking at clouds and the clouds are current and stuff like that. The clouds are current. But I mean in this photo. You're good with clouds. In this photo, it's still current it's still current it's today. Okay. It's today you're looking at the photo. What about the super duper moon last night? Were we actually was that in time or was that yes? That's real time. That was happening. Okay. That wasn't a billion years. It was last night. Yeah. Sun? That's, what about the sun? That's a ways away. So everything, everything sunlight takes about seven or eight minutes to reach Earth. Everything in our galaxy. How do you know that? I'm up on this stuff. For real? Yeah. For real? I'm challenging you. I mean, I, I don't I don't know yeah, if you're check right. Check it out. 
I, do you realize that here, and I probably had this conversation with you, here in Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, you're seven minutes ahead of me in Douglas County, Minnesota. So what? But yet we have the same time on our clock. What do you mean seven minutes ahead in terms Turn of your darkness? Clocks in back. terms of the sun. Well, yeah, the further north you go, the uh, more you get your... Uh, <laughs> You get your rays. I'm saying the sun goes down here seven minutes before it goes down there. Yeah, and it goes down, and you go down before it goes down in Winnipeg. <laughs> and it goes down in Winnipeg before it goes down in Edmonton. A lot of things going down here. Well, a lot of stuff going on out there. Uh, Carl, go ahead, please. Yeah, they went into the nursing home uh, in the Al's room at the nursing home. And who, who went in? Said, what now? I'm sorry. Who went into a nursing home? Well, the nurse. Okay. Went in to check on Al at the nursing home, and yeah. he was taking the shoe polish and putting it all over his swimsuit area. And uh, the nurse said, "No, Al, you heard it wrong." They said, "Turn the clocks back." <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with the, the telescope. I'd, but... I'd vote for that guy. Yeah. Carl is just <laughs> unbelievable. Well, the best be was when Joe asked him, well, yes. "Who went in there?" and he says. The, the nurse. nurse. The nursing home. <laughs> the nurse went in there crying out loud. Oh. All right, let's get to Scott Jensen. Okay. Uh, he laid out a broad energy plan yesterday that includes lifting the state's moratorium on building nuclear plants. Good. Repealing Walls' clean car rules. Good. Yeah. They require automakers to deliver more electric and hybrid vehicles to Minnesota. I don't want one even though the uh, Volkswagen ID4 is perfect if you have the need. Yes. Jensen and his running mate, Matt Burke, said during a news conference at the state capitol that they believe Minnesota needs to tap all energy sources. Well, they're correct. Why would you vote for Walls, who is married solely to the Green New Deal? Tap all energy sources. Carbon-free nuclear, solar, wind, fossil fuels to lower utility costs and increase reliability of the power grid. How how is what he's saying not completely rational? It's rational. The Midwest is facing elevated risks of rolling blackouts this summer, amid high electricity demand and less supply. The grid is transitioning from fossil fuel to renewable energy. Well, it's not ready. Have you guys seen the video of the weatherman in Texas talking about the poss giving the forecast, talking about the possibility of the blackouts? And the electricity goes out it in the newsroom. Yes. No way. Yes, as he was doing the oh, forecast. That's fantastic. Yeah. The grid is transitioning from fossil fuel to renewable, and the power lost from retiring coal plants is greater than the supply gained by wind and solar. Well, of course it is. Mm -hmm. It's kind of unbelievable that this would happen here in Minnesota. Burke said of possible rolling blackouts. What happens if this is in the winter? Literally, it's a matter of life and death. While Minnesota's electricity producers have power to spare, others in the 15-state grid that serve the state do not, putting the entire Midwest power network at risk. Nuclear energy could help increase electric su electricity supply, Jensen said, noting that modern plants are cleaner and emit less waste than previous ones. And the emergence of a new technology, small nuclear reactors, could offer a more cost-effective nuclear energy option than traditional large reactors, he said. So far, hmm. is there anything to correct uh, no, in this and, fellow's thinking? And I think this should strike a chord with both 
sides of the aisle. You would voting, think so. Voting wise, but it's how he's being portrayed and labeled. That's right. the problem, right? Uh, anti-vaxxer, correct? Number one, the extremist, which he's not. Which he's not. No, I've talked to patients of his who has set, told me that he has told them to get the vaccination. Yeah. But that, it, it doesn't matter because if the opposing side of the aisle will just continue to label him right. one way, it becomes gospel. Well, remember the trouble he was in when he with the Board of Licensing? Correct. Because he had the audacity to question the company line? We're stuck thinking about nuclear power in the Chernobyl days, Jensen said. Well, of course we have because that's all euphorians see. Mm-hmm. They see a frightening meltdown. Things have changed so dramatically. Yes, he's a Chaska family physician, former state senator, also called for continued wind and solar energy development, completion of a hydroelectric turbine in Granite Falls, and for the state to reconsider closing coal power plants, which could provide more electricity. We don't even look like the United States if you run out of power. Right. Just like the gases, uh, the gas prices are diminishing the... Uh, the, the landscape of what the United States was and could be. Uh, Burke, blame, uh, how active of a role is Matt Burke going to have in this campaign? Uh, large. Burke blamed extreme environmentalists for vilifying fossil fuels. He's correct. He said he considers himself an environmentalist and does believe the planet's climate is changing. Well, I hope Matt means that only to the extent that it has always changed. And always will. The woolly mammoths died from climate change 30,000 years ago. Like the emailer said, did somebody run around saying we only got 30,000 years left? (laughs) Yep, better watch it. I think, yeah, Og told Grog that back then. Yep. Mm -hmm. Not in such a pleasant way. Correct. Grog, you're such a lib. Wall (laughs) said that clean car rules are a necessary step to combat climate change. No, Walls, there is no climate change that you can do anything about. You're just wrong. The climate change you're talking about, Walls, has nothing to do with the climate. Nothing. He he and Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan are also pushing for 100% of Minnesota's electricity to come from renewable energy by 2040. I've passed some windmills that couldn't light up a toaster. They just don't even go around. Will they even last that long? No. Well, I don't know. I hope he does. What the hell? I've got no ill will. No, I mean the windmills. Oh, yeah. They don't last that long. The state DFL party criticized Jensen's plan. Well, of course they did, saying it lends a hand to big oil companies. Big oil companies put this country on the world map. Yep. These people just the don't like this country. Big oil. Let's these, go. These, these wieners don't like this company. Company? Country. What did I say? Company. Country. We knew what you meant. Close enough. Walls, meanwhile, is pushing to send two grand checks to Minnesota families to help afford gas prices. Why don't you just produce more oil? Yeah, Walls, tax cuts never come up with Walls or the Democrats. And we talked about this during the break, but I think he could win over Jensen, I'm talking about now. Can win over if he does go through with eliminating the income tax. Listen to this BS from somebody named Brian Evans, a Minnesota DFL spokesman. If Scott Jensen were serious about helping working families, he would prioritize getting them checks, not padding the profits of big oil companies, Evans said. Oh, right. my God. Evans, you're full of nonsense, just and making, you must know it. He's you're making just, S up. You're just ridiculous. Yeah. You're so, just ridiculous. Well, what he's also admitting is that Walls is buying votes with the checks. That's what he's also admitting right That's, there by uh, saying ba- that. Basically, yeah. I hope we don't experience rolling blackouts. 
as Brooke said, I particularly hope we don't experience. I don't mind if we experience one in the summer, but I don't want to freeze. But you're anti-blackout. You're, I am. You're making a stand. That's a stand I'm okay. going to take. Okay. That's a hill I die. You're on, on record. Yeah. You're on record. Yeah. A nice rolling blackout in the middle of January. Wouldn't that be nice? No, it would not. Be. It would you be know, dreadful. As soon as Walls said this, the thousand to two thousand deal. Biden, you know, was all over that. Yeah. Yeah, he's applauding him and giving him a shout out and all the other. If there is a blackout, though. You inform me. You've informed me that Walls will be visiting us at the fair. Yes. I'm in touch with well, his I'm chief bad. of staff. He will. I'll, I'll press him. Uh, he said you've become more crabby over the years. I have? Yes. So uh, he's become a, dumber. Okay. Well, we'll have a good conversation. That'd be a good icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, icebreaker. Hey, Walls, he you're dumber and I'm crabbier. Yep. He said it with a smile. Yeah. But you know what I, I, I noticed about him at the uh, airport? He was wearing good shoes. And you know what? Jesus. Wearing Jesus. good shoes is the a master. Is a oh is a wonderful, wonderful way to live life. Were they were they Red Wings? The I did not Chats? get to see if they were because I didn't want to stare. I was going to do something, but the hell with yeah. it. This is too good. This is too good. And I I didn't. When the governor's here, I'm going to ask him about his shoes because you know what? He does like a lot of too. parades. He does a lot of walking around, glad handing, and there's no better place to get a wonderful pair of shoes and to get fit. Uh, Red Wing shoes. Red right. Wing shoes is the. I went through Red Wing the other day and I saw the shoe factory. Yes, you say Red Wing, you think of Detroit, you think of the city, and you think of the shoes. Why? Because they've been around think forever. Of Detroit, the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of them? The are wing. Wait, are they the one wing of the, foot. Are, they're one of the original six, right? That's right. All right. Well, Red Wing is the original. Talking about shoes. Talking about shoes. Yes. Mm-hmm. If I could ever, if you'd quit interrupting me for crying out loud. Red Wing stores have experts in making sure you get the best fitting shoe or boot possible. That's right. When you're at work, you're on your feet. They don't have the boxes you look through trying to find your size. They have experts that know how to find the right footwear for your job in the perfect size. So start buying shoes the right way again, Kenny. Step into a Red Wing store and get fit properly. Where are they? Visit them in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. It's Positive Thursday. That means the Fender Bender Mender. Mike Schoonover is with us in studio. And Mike, uh, I got to tell you something. You might be Suchere's only friend. I hear you two saw a lot of each other over the 4th of July I holiday. I was there today. <laughs> you were there today. I was there today. So you literally cannot get rid of them, Mike. <laughs> we're close personal friends. <laughs> what did you have done, Suge? I had uh, I had three cars done. Well? Uh, three it, details, yeah. which were extraordinary, yeah. and two oil changes. And windshield. Oh, and a new windshield. At any point, did you have to call the insurance company? No. No, but it's more of a hassle to get a windshield than to fix a complete crash, isn't it? It is. Yeah, Yeah. because of the sensors. But I didn't have to do any paperwork. Right. No, it takes it takes a three way conversation to get a nine hundred dollar windshield replaced, and no conversation to get a twenty thousand dollar collision repair done. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Should we put the brakes on him? Should we keep him out of there? Is it okay that he's showing up now on a? I'm done till winter. 
No, he's all good. We're all good. I'm good. Till Tires all, are set. Everything's set. Everything's Oil changes. Card and yeah. uh, we're all good. All right. Oh, they thought that was a bit. I said, boys, I don't know how to use this debit card, <laughs> credit card. I had to put it in a machine. Oh, my God. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. I had to back it out and try a different way to do it. Then I cleaned it. That didn't do it. Then Mike just took it from me and put it in and said, why don't you leave now? <laughs> did, he, did he show up with a briefcase full of cash here? No, he did not. <laughs> oh, it was all does. reasonable, man. It was reasonable. Well, thanks for coming into the building today, Scooney. It's good seeing you. Schoonover Body Works in Glass 1060 County Road E in Shoreview. The web address, schoonoverbodyworks.com. We're talking everything here. Glass, service, bodywork, oil changes, tires, GL stickers. You got we those? We got them. GL stickers. You got to replenish today, too. Pretty much anything auto-related they can do. Do uh, GLers do what we do here at GL. Do what Such does. Log on to schoonoverbodyworks.com and go say hi to the gals and guys at Schoonovers. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I think kids should be in SUVs, ATVs, but I want them to be in kids' ATVs. Manageable, the right size. Some of them at uh, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville have the remote control so the parent sits there in a lawn chair. The kid gets out of trouble, or gets in trouble, you go, boop, and the kid stops. He has no idea what happened, but he's safe. They've got really nifty youth recreational equipment at EcoFun Motorsports, not to mention 25 different varieties of electric bikes. EcoFun is now a USA dealer for Vespa, Moto Guzzi motorcycles, and high-end Aprilia. And they have all of those beautiful two-cycle scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. The store in Forest Lake is brand new. You're going up 35. You get off on 97 and go west about a block and a half, and there it is, a good selection in stock, new ones arriving every day, and a new location in Burnsville with electric bikes, scooters, and youth ATVs. Right off 35W, just south of Pawn, America. Look for the scooters and bikes in the windows. Here's the address, 14009 Grand Avenue in Burnsville. And... Uh, Great service, great people, great products, and you'll enjoy the uh, you'll enjoy these recreational vehicles for kids. They're the right size, they can be handled by children, and they're really really fun. So uh, check it all out at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and in Burnsville. Kenny, you must have seen this in a small town newspaper, the city of Kinney. This was on Twitter, actually. Oh. Um, Kathy Wurzer retweeted it for some reason. Back on July 13th, 1977, the city of Kinney wrote to the Honorable Cyrus Vance, who was then Secretary of State. I haven't heard that name in a million years. Be it resolved that the city council of the city of Kinney in Kinney, Minnesota, has decided to secede from the United States of America and become a foreign country. Our area is large enough for it. We are 12 square blocks, three blocks wide, and four blocks long. We will be similar to Monaco. It is much easier to get assistance as a foreign country, which we need badly, and there is no paperwork to worry about. If necessary, we will be glad to declare war and lose. 
However, if this is a requirement, we would appreciate being able to surrender quickly as our mayor works as a nurse in a hospital and most of our council members work in a nearby mine and cannot get much time off from work. <laughs> and they signed this. The city council of and village of Kinney, Minnesota signed this. I don't know what became of their request. Obviously nothing. They're still in business. Do you know where they are? Yes, Kinney's. east of Chisholm. Kitty's yeah. up on the range, isn't it? Between Chisholm and Virginia, and according to Google Maps, there's a place in Kinney called Liquid Larry's. Yeah, really? yeah. Liquid Larry's. I uh, think uh, I think the workers at the mine uh, tipped me off to the fact that it's on the range. St. Louis County. Now, does that fall under the S or the L? That's an S county. Did uh, that's the only S county, though? Oh no, no, that's the only one. Stearns, St. Louis Steel, Stur- uh, Steel Sturbins, and. Sherburn. Scott Sherburn, Sibley, St. Louis, Stern, Steele, Stevens, and Swift. I love you. Are That's you done with the letter on Kenny from Kenny? Yeah. No, Kenny from Kenny. I have a crabby coffee shop note from Gruntle Bubonicus. Oh. Wow, it's a tough Had name. coffee this morning in Freeland, Washington, at this oasis in the land of Starbucks. Only hours before was telling my friend about your podcast and how it was better than yoga or benzos or even a puppy for stress relief. And they sent a picture of a uh, real crabby coffee shop out in the state of Washington that okay. was uh, highly, highly revered. By the, a, uh, yeah, um, there was a tweet sent out. Um, our partner, John, and I both have gr- agreed that the only reason for the uh, Krabby Coffee Shop show to uh, exist is because of Dawn McLean. Here she is announcing why she's going to be gone for four to six oh, weeks. Before it's worse, you, you are my uterus and you hurt my body up inside. What? Oh my God. My I don't want to hear this. Wait for this. <laughs> Listen, my just keep listening. <laughs> Keep, Good Lord. Keep listening. my uterus be gone, and along with it all the pelvic pain, but I still have my heart and my liver and my kidneys and my brain. It's a common procedure. I think you said didn't need ya. Been a while till I can cope again, and I'll come back without fallopians. <laughs> <laughs> my humorous. Some say ludicrous. Catch me rhyming at you without my uterus. She's Don's having some problems. For playing the she had a parts. yeah procedure done on Tuesday, which she got through just fine, and now she's not allowed back at work for four to six weeks. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you suppose? Um, what do you suppose she did with that? I mean, do you get well, to take it home? Keep it in a safe. <laughs> do you get to take it home like a tooth? Little... <laughs> hey, hey, when you're and done with you the, do... when you're done with that pickle jar, Joe, uh, <laughs> when, you walk into, when you walk into Maple Grove Lock and Safe with a pickle jar, I mean, I want to put this in a good spot. Where do you recommend? Uh, oh. Our guy Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, <laughs> he does have a great sense of humor, uh, so much so that he's decided to celebrate the Fourth of July. All of July. Now that that actually makes sense to me. Uh, his uh, July Fourth celebration started on June twenty seventh, uh, with a big sale on every safe in the store. He's keeping it going all a month long on Liberty Safe, which is Americana personified, made here in the United States. 
uh, by Americans using uh, materials only procured in the United States. And all of these in-stock Liberty safes marked down 20% through July. And Rich is going to make sure it's the right safe for your needs. I dare you to walk in there with a jar of whatever no, it is. Yeah, I right. dare you. Uh, get on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Get familiar with the Liberty. And then get over to Rich's shop, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, and say hi to Rich. 20% off all in-stock safes, uh, Liberty safes at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans, who can be followed at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day in 1864. July 14th. Four Minnesota regiments finally defeated their old nemesis, Nathan Bedford Forrest, in a battle at Tupelo, Mississippi. The 7th Minnesota Regiment plays the largest role and loses 62 men. Colonel Alexander Wilkin of the 9th Minnesota Regiment is killed, making him Minnesota's highest-ranking casualty in the Civil War. Huh. I wonder if Wilkin County is named for him. Could I be. I bet it is. Let's yeah. look. On this day in 1901, a special act of the state legislature releases Jim and Cole Younger from the Minnesota State Prison at Stillwater. They had been incarcerated for the murder of an employee during the Northfield Bank raid. Jim would commit suicide in St. Paul, but Cole Younger would tour on a Wild West show with Frank James, lecturing on what my life has taught me. He died in 1915, his body still holding seven bullets. Didn't he also start the first prison newspaper? He might have. I think he did. On this day in 1924, Lawrence S. Donaldson, Founder of the first department store in the Northwest, died in Minneapolis. Mm. And on this day in 1948, July 14th, Hubert H. Humphrey gave a rousing speech on the subject of civil rights for African Americans at the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia. Humphrey opposed an effort by Harry S. Truman supporters to put a weak civil rights plank in the Democratic platform in order to carry the southern states. The speech marked the beginning of Humphrey's rise to national attention and as a turning point in the Democratic Party's shift from generally segregationist party to one advocating full legal rights for minorities. The county is named for Colonel Alexander Wilkin, a lawyer who served as Minnesota's U.S. Marshal and was later killed in the Civil War. The Prison Mirror was co-founded by brothers Cole, Robert, and James Younger. Two people turning Um, up some material. Um... Don't expect that, it tomorrow. Yeah, that I'm not doing turning anything. point in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. What year was that? Seventy-four years ago, where they went from segregationist hating black people. Well, the Democrats were a Southern-born party. Right. They were racist, hating black people. people yeah. uh, outwardly to hating black people secretly. Now it's just behind secretly. closed yeah. doors. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. On this day, finally, on this day, July fourteenth, in 1991, the twins retired number six formerly worn by Tony Oliva, who was 1964 American League Rookie of the Year and three-time American League batting champion. Did you see... And he's going into the Hall of Fame. Is that this weekend? Did you see the story in the Strib about him and how his brother is being allowed to leave Cuba? I guess Klobes was involved. Yeah, Amy had a big hand in making that happen. Yeah, Yeah, you know why? I don't. Communist ties. Well, that's true. She knows people. Oh, we were wow. trying to give her a compliment. Wow. You know what Club said? I got people. Yeah, I got, right. I, people. I, I can handle this. I'm a commie. 
Now she now your good friend Amy really isn't going to come on the show. No, no, Amy, Amy, if, if she's, she's in right. the neighborhood, she'd come on. Yeah, yeah she yeah, would. Right, yeah. right. Just down the as long as somebody with a camera is there. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. Glad That's to be back. Yeah, we're back for quite a stretch. Yes. Though. Where'd you guys go? I had a thing. You had a thing to go to. Yeah. I didn't have a thing. Rook, where should people go? Well, if you're not going on, if you are going on vacation, or whether you're not going on vacation, check out Pod MN because. You can occupy a lot of time uh, fiddling through the library for podcasts that uh, will excite you, entertain you, or teach you. Pod MN on your smartphone. If you want to have some fun, poke around YouTube. Subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the like. And uh, just basically um, have a great day, man. Closing in on 1,000. Brothers, yeah, we are. 17 to go. Penny, it's wow. nice to see you in person. Really? 117. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wait, fail. Math. Fail. <laughs> math. Jesus. Fail. Welcome back, everybody. It's a fail. Cha. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in GL, and now is the time for you to do the same and pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Mr. Money Talk, and you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again. And Josh, you are saying there are more bears than bulls right now. Oh my gosh, yes, Chris. There are a lot more bears than bulls in the marketplace. I've never seen this level of bearish sentiment. Now, typically you could be a contrarian and say this level of bearish sentiment would be a bullish sign. But a lot of the bulls are sitting on the sideline citing seasonality, citing concerns about the Fed and raising interest rates, concerns about a rising inflation, and concerns, of course, about a recession. And we've had numerous, and they do continue, numerous price target cuts across many industries. Some buy-side analysts saying, well, the cuts aren't deep enough yet to consider investing. And then we had a Wells Fargo strategist cut her forecast for the S&P 500 to a max of 3,800 on the S&P 500, which is just a little above where we currently are standing. Again, she cited corporate slowdown, economic slowdown, the potential of a recession, high inflation, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not just in the United States. That's on a global basis. And throughout all of this, I am asked, why, Josh, why are you still invested in any companies right now? And why do you still look for opportunities among, we'll say, some of the carnage and in my favorite areas to invest, my areas of focus, that being companies involved in the internet, companies involved in leisure pursuits, China-related businesses, and real assets such as oil, or we could even say add to that real estate and then oil and gas. Well, I tend to and have tended to look positively because I am of the belief that if corporations have been in business a long time, they have been, as I have, through many market downturns and even a few economic slowdowns, recessions, and even stagflation. There is an old saying that the market, whether it's 
stock market and the bond market have predicted 12 of the last three recessions. Well, I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna. I'm not trying to dismiss any of the concerns. I do see signs of economic slowing in several sectors of the marketplace. I also see numerous positives. And of course, you do have to resolve a few major, major issues. One, you have to bring down inflation somewhat. It may not get to the Fed's target of 2% inflation, because that'll take a little bit of time. And I don't think the Fed has the tools to bring inflation numbers down that much, absent shutting down the economy. And the government has already done that, or at least parts of the economy, due to COVID in 2020 and 2021. And you can see the effect of shutting down parts of the economy in what's happening in China. And China right now is trying to reopen and they are trying to stimulate their economy. Companies involved in China could offer some bullish opportunity as they come out of their economic malaise. It will be a while until the Russian-Ukraine war conflict is finished. Heck, it started in 2014. So it'll take take a while till that is done, and Europe will continue to have issues. So if I'm focused on companies, as we have mentioned, and one of my focus here is companies involved in China, companies involved in the Internet, and companies involved in leisure. And I say that having seen the amount of money spent on leisure pursuits, even in economic tough times, have held up pretty well. So I am not focused in on banks. And the banks started reporting uh, earnings today, not so good. And the bank index is down about 4% as we speak. Oil has sold sold off on fears of economic slowing in uh, in Europe, as well as the Russians flooding the market with oil. They need the money. Interest rates are still going to go up, but I'm still looking and still very positive on my favorite companies, Apple and Amazon, and I look at semiconductors very positively. Sound advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48 eight-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.